listeners, and welcome to another episode of the WIP12 podcast. Um, I'm your host for today, Head Chime, or Ollie. Um, that's right, Cabaret is away, so I am doing it myself. Um, and today I'm joined by my good friend Andy, who is a Spiral player, and we're going to be talking about Spiral. Hey Andy, how's hey. it going? Hey Ollie, it's good man, good to be on the show. Yeah, really looking forward to this. Um, mm. Should be a good one. Before we dive too too far into into Spiral, would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself and like your Infinity journey um, and all of that sure. good stuff? Yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, I'm Andy Real on Facebook. Um, you may have seen me about on particularly on the, the UK Facebook pages. Um, Riker on the ITS scene um, may have played me at a tournament, maybe. Um, guess for oh, where to start? So I've been wargaming for years. I got into I think like a lot of us, I got into Games Workshop stuff at quite an early age. Um, I've been painting for, oh, I guess 25 years now. Um, started with Space Crusade. I think my brother's had it. Um, and that, that was the first experience of painting a Space Marine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mainly kind of stuck to painting a lot of it. I didn't really play games, I guess, until maybe my late teens. I first stepped into a Games Workshop, probably bunking off school, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, and that kind of got me interested in playing it as well. Um, Fast forward a couple of years, ended up working for Games Workshop, ended up managing their Cambridge store for, for a number of years. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, then switched careers, um, left Games Workshop and was like, yeah, I finally get my hobby back. It'll no longer be my job. Mm. You start painting the models for the fun of it. Um, and of course, just stopped. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like hung up my paintbrush and dice and got rid of a lot of my stuff. Um, yeah, and until one day, a good friend of mine, Grant from Art of War Studios, you probably, probably met Jay. Yeah, Grant, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he he hit me up about this this awesome new game that he just like, just started playing Infinity and that I could give it a go. Um, yeah, it took me took me through a couple of intro games, absolutely smashed me. Um, and yeah, kind of fell in love with it. Um, yeah. And I guess that was about five years ago. I think N three had just dropped, so whenever that yeah. was five years. I think five or six now. Time's going very fast, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, particularly the last two years, time's been a bit <laughs> super. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I I remember you were was it a Yu Ching player? It was, you were years ago, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I started with Hack, uh, right. Hackazam, originally, um, and then when Red Veil dropped, I was like, "Oh, I'll get the, I'll get Red, get Red Veil, and then I've got a second army at some point." And I was very quickly distracted by Yujing yeah. and moved on to that. And I, I guess, like that was, you know, Yujing was the first army that I, I started playing with competitively. I guess mm-hmm. with any real gusto yeah. to me. Um, yeah, so I mean, it started with Hack, then moved on to Yujing, um, and then kind of dabbled. With a lot of armies since then, really. Sure, sure. Um, and you, you had a couple of quite good finishes with Eugene, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think it was maybe ITS 10 or 11. I, I was sitting at maybe, you know, top 10 in the UK. Uh, sorry, sorry, top, top 10 globally. I think I was a number one in the UK for a while. Won a fair few tournaments um, playing with them. There's just something to be said about 20 orders, a Rushi and a Sujan, I oh, guess. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't claim any real tactical genius with that. I think it's just brutal <laughs> for the MSV smoke tricks. I, yeah. I think you can claim some tactical genius, it's safe to say. Um, <laughs> but now, more recently, you have been playing Spiral, right? So so what yeah, drew okay. you to them? Um, well, I mean, I guess, like as with a lot of Infinity, the thing that catches my eye, my eye about armies initially is the models. Mm. Um, you know, that's certainly the thing that got me really back into hobbying was like the range of miniatures that CB put out. Um, because, you know, as a painter, you, you look for a, models with a great aesthetic and a great range of like sure. textures and materials and shapes to them. Um, and then, yeah, I, I think I've done Hakazam Yujing at that point. Um, and I think I was just getting a bit 
border painting like standard humans. Right. Um, right. That kind of thing. So when Spiral Core was announced and the whole Daedalus campaign <clears throat> came out, I was like, oh, this is a good opportunity to try something still humanoid, but you know, different different skin tones, different armor plates, different sort of technology, things yeah, like nice. that. Um, and then I thought, yeah, so it's really kind of aesthetic first and then play style later. And then as I started playing them, I realized that that kind of the guerrilla warfare tactics that they have to them um, really gel with the way that I like playing. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a nice surprise that they've got some, some tricks to their, bot, uh, tricks to their, their toolkit that I, um, that I synergize with, I guess. Right. That you, that you get on well with. Yeah. That's mm. always nice as well when you're attracted to a faction for one thing. And then you find out later that actually they appeal to you on a couple of different levels. Mm. Yeah, particularly, particularly like in a game like Infinity, which is like so varied in its playstyles, and like there's so many different ways you can kind of skin that particular cat of, of, of approaching a mission, sure. um, and the like the broad range of mission objectives and things you've got to do during a game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, having a, having an army which can kind of do most things. It can't do all, all, all plays particularly well, um, but it can approach a lot of problems with, from a lot of angles. Yeah, right. always keeps things fresh, you know. Yeah, something that's reasonably flexible, you know. Mm, mm. Um, nice. So, are you a big lore follower as well? Like, were you attracted to the Spiral lore? Is that not um, not something you're into? You know, it's, it's funny, because I'm, I'm a big fantasy and sci-fi fiction reader. I say reader, I listen to a lot of audiobooks these sure. days, but I'm big into sort of world building and fantasy and sci-fi world. So I, by all accounts, I should love the lore of Infinity because I know it is deep and I know it's great. But I'm also really bad at sitting down and reading stuff. Sure. Um, quite a short attention span uh, in that regard. So I'm not too up on too up on the breadth of the lore. In fact, I listened to your uh, to your Whip Twelve recently with uh, with Jet, who was talking about the lore of Infinity, and that was yeah, kind of nice yeah. to that out and kind of get a bit more of a picture of things. Um, but the concept of an army that's kind of caught, you know, behind enemy lines or cut off from their from their home world, and it's like a, a special like black ops team. I thought that was that was really cool. Um, you know, they don't have the full arms and armament of like one of the, the hyper powers. They've kind of got to make do with what they've got. Right, right. Uh, I thought that was really that was really cool, and it, it plays into the the idea that Infinity is kind of about these like spec op groups doing like doing black ops missions um, and not 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 big warfare. So yeah, yeah I think they're all. Good appealed to me um i really like the way that corvus belly does their kind of their narrative and their narrative driven campaigns and how that impacts the game so it was nice to be able to feel kind of involved with almost like the bleeding edge of the story as it was evolving that was that, that was a that was pretty cool yeah that is quite cool i guess because spiral right now are quite a relevant faction you know to the story and to the to the development of the game so if i've understood it correctly spiral are basically an offshoot of toha right and they're like the last remnants of toha left in the human sphere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, for a long time, as, again, as I understand it, Toha have uh, had a sect of the Triumvirate who are kind of like their, um, I guess their admin bureau, um, and the and Spiral Corps are kind of like their their operations wing, operational right. wing, so they're the, the agents they'll put out in the field to go and do things mm-hmm. for whatever reasons they need done. Um, whereas, like, the Toha army itself is, like, the full full width and breadth of the, the Toha right. military force. Um, Spiral Corps are a bit more focused on doing underhand operations and kind of making making things happen, doing that slow, gentle push. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> so maybe it's time that we spoke a little bit more about um, Spiral as an army. So could uh, you talk me through like the general roster 
of Spiral, first of all? Like, what do they have good access to? What do they not have so much access to? Like, what do they do? Okay. Um, so I guess, I mean, like a lot of the NA2 armies, they, they, they kind of suffer from this fluff first mentality, you know, where the, the, the story um, and, and narrative of the army kind of dictates what's in their list. Right. You know, if you look at, if you look at any of the main, um, main factions, they have kind of like a, a broad selection of units that can do things. Whereas if you look at something like JSA, they're very focused around their, you know, their troops and associated points and SWC costs are kind of dictated by what the narrative says. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Spiral Corps has kind of got a good range of options, but they're all quite close. Like, sort of like guerrilla warfare tactics are all quite close range. There's not much in the way of big guns or big right. aggressive pieces. Um, and they kind of lean into the using the right tool for the job. Okay. Um, and that's something that I think actually uh, is quite unique about Spiral Corps. You know, they, they, uh, if you apply the right tool to the right situation in the right time, they'll do really, really well. Yes. But if you just go into yeah. a big gunfight with what you think is your biggest gun, you know, and hope for the best, you, you know, you, you're going to get let down. They don't have right. much in the way of redundancy. Okay, uh, sure. So, and I guess like with, with, with normal Toha as well, having access to triads is really useful. Um, so you've got that great uh, mobility and order efficiency of getting up the board uh, or re- repositioning things. Um, and you can kind of mix, you can keep units together so you can have a gunfighter with a specialist, with a support piece or with a, an ARO piece that you can move up the board right. you know, with a gunfighter in tow, you know. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So they offer you quite a lot of order efficiency in the triads. Um, you get flexibility there because you can kind of have specialists and like gunfighters, <laughs> things like that hanging around together. Um, but it sounds as though they're weak on kind of raw aggression. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are a couple of standout pieces that are very good in the fight. Like, they get, they get crapped on a lot, but I really rate the kill sound for that. You know, they're a the big, beefy unit. They've got a, you know, they don't have an HMG. They don't have that range band, but they do have the sort of the, the, the midfield Spitfire range band, which, in my opinion, is probably the, like, the most versatile, not necessarily the best, but the most versatile in the game. So they have got a couple of brute force pieces, but yeah, they don't have anything like, you know, they don't have massive heavy infantry links or big stompy tags, things like that. Um, right, so you can't necessarily walk into a straight gunfight and expect to walk out of it unscathed. Sure, uh, sure. That also, makes sense. Yeah, they're also actually quite limited on their specialist options. Um, okay. This is when I talk about when I say that, like, that they don't have much in the way of redundancy. Yeah. Like, if that one clip source that you have in your army goes down, actually you're going to have to work a draw spec up, uh, sorry, specialist operative, yeah, yeah. Um, up to that button. Okay. You know, they don't have a good range of like forward observer options, for example, um, uh, or, or hackers in general. You know, they're, they're one of the least hacking factions after maybe Ariadna. Right. That's that's interesting because I guess people often associate Toha generally. Um, yeah. I mean, I know Spiral obviously isn't main Toha, but they usually associate these kind of profiles as quite resilient. But it sounds as yeah. though actually with a lack of redundancy, you can sometimes find your list a bit brittle, like it can break if you're not careful. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And that's that's something that, you know, Spiral Core, if you overextend, you'll get punished for it, you know, because right. if, if all of a sudden it's like, it's not one model out of position, it's a triad out of position, and that's like, right. it's a third of a combat group, and they're probably going to be three quite relevant pieces. Right. You know, you don't have much, you don't just have your bulk standard combi rifle like an infantry guy bulking out that link. Right. Actually, that link is made up of like your draw, draw marksman, rifle gunfighter, mm-hmm. your, your Krieger 
uh, yeah, Cleveland Smoke Launcher mm-hmm. and maybe your Tag or Tricor. You know, they're all quite relevant right. pieces. Okay. And if, it, yeah. if any one of them goes down, that trier becomes a lot less effective. Yeah, that makes sense. So actually, I guess having lots and lots of fire teams um, gives you the benefit of that order efficiency, but mm-hmm. it is a double-edged sword because it means that if you misposition and make a mistake, you can suddenly lose three models, you know. Which is which is pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's um, you know, you, you, if everything is doing its role well and you don't get too excited and the red mist doesn't descend and you can kind of <laughs> keep you cool, um, they'll, they'll play out well. But yeah, as, as you say, over extend, particularly in you know in M four where you're kind of limited to fifteen models now, right? So yeah, you've only got so true. much wiggle room to, to, to mess up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, just generally speaking, of the fifteen model limit, has that affected yeah. your list building? Like, do you do maybe a like a nine and a six or something? Or do, I'm just thinking about triads and things like that. Yeah, I mean, it's funny actually. So in N three, I'd, I'd found that the sweet spot was actually fifteen models anyway. Um, and what it typically was, my second group would be uh, irregular ARO pieces yeah. and maybe one regular order to coordinated order redeploy re- yeah. them. Um, and then my, my main group would be 10 models. Um, I've not actually played around with doing the kind of the seven order, eight order thing. Right. Um, mainly because at least three of my options will be irregular in the form of helots because mm-hmm. I legit think they're the best unit in the game. Um, point. I think uh, you've said this before. Yeah. <laughs> they're outrageous. They're so good. <laughs> they're so good. And like they're, they're basically the first things that I put into any list. Right. Um, I'm quite an ARO heavy player anyway. I, I, I yeah. tend to set up defense before I start looking at my offensive list. Um, so I haven't really played around with the with the um, I guess more balanced order order sizes. In right. Groups. I've actually um, wanted to talk to you about this for a while because you sure. have quite a different list philosophy to a lot of the other people that I speak to. Right. Where right. you know it's general dogma among a lot of people that you kind of jam in your big active turn guns right and then you add some utility and you know maybe yeah. arrows come last and yeah, yeah. particularly in n4 right where tags and heavy infantry are everywhere being quite a defensive player someone that emphasizes arrows seems like it's quite a difficult thing to do so how's mm-hmm. that working out for you generally and specifically with uh spiral what do they give you that's good defensively sure okay so i mean I- when I first got introduced to the game, and I think this is a bit of an N2 hangover, um, I was always kind of of the impression that you kill things in your opponent's turn, and then you do the mission in yours. So you set up in your in your active turn, you go and push a button, or you go claim a zone, uh, and then you set up your arrows to lock down fire lanes or stop their active pieces moving. Sure. Um, or maybe go and assassinate a couple of their specialists so that they have a harder time doing the doing the mission. Right. Um, the AROs in general, you know, it's a really, really big part of the game. So I'm, I'm often a bit confused with people that decide to like go active heavy. And I appreciate, particularly in M4, like Alpha is, the Alpha Strike is really strong at the moment. Like the Beta Strike is also, is pretty powerful. And I know that sort of shell defense is a bit more of a prevalent thing now. Um, but ultimately, like the ARO game is to do one or two things. Either, if you're lucky, remove their pieces from the board. It's mainly to strip them of orders to, right. to speed bump to slow things down, right? Sure. So in Spiral Core, you, you've got a whole bunch of options that can do that. Um, Helots, I'm going to start with them because they're yeah, probably sure. my favorite. Not only do they have neurocinetics, which is you know a fantastic, fantastic piece, particularly in a um, in an army which doesn't have TR bots as such. We've yes. got the reaction um, Chuck Auxilia, I think. Yeah, neurocinetic HMG. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> which is okay, but as it's not a remote, it can't have assisted fire. So you know, at best you're going to be on elevens, yeah, you know, four things if they if you get them out of cover. But you know, you can't really rely on that. Um, Helots starting in camo is super powerful because it means that people can people are going to have to waste orders on finding out what that camo marker is, and they probably know what that camo marker is. In fact, if they've played Spiral Core a number of times. They will know what that that, uh, that that camera marker is, but they've got to move and discover. Hope that they actually pass that discover, right? Um, and then deal with it. And if you've got three of those dotted around, you know that's you know at, at least at least say minimum three orders that they spend to deal with that. Probably yeah. close to six, yeah, that makes uh, sense. unless they're really savvy, you know. Um, you then back that up with with the the Tagma viral sniper, um, which can link in with the Chaxa. So you've got a, a burst two viral MSV. Um, MSV2 sniper rifle, which is, I mean, it does work. If it hits basically any light or medium infantry, it's probably going to drop. Um, and even even tags and heavy infantry, because of the double action ammo on it, and being against BTS rather than armor, you know, they're, they're going to have to think twice about it. And it's yeah. you know, it's it's a pretty pretty big risk to take. You know, when I'm hitting back twelves. Um, add into the fact that you can put a, a tricore in that link, uh, and all of a sudden you've got a, a ballistic skill fifteen. Yeah. MSV2 sniper with yeah. six cents, you know, coupled with the three camera markers that you've got placed out. Um, and also the, the, the fact that you can have double war cores in spiral core. So you've got a war core and then you've got the Toha delicate, a delegate who's a, I think maybe even whip 14, um, whip 14, no, whip 13, sorry, whip 13. So yeah, it's another war core, um, flash pulse presence. Um, right. and all, all models that you don't really care about losing because they're regular orders. And, you know, if, if, if that, Regular order costs them three orders, then that's definitely worth the nine points that you pay for them, or the yeah, four points. Uh, so it's mainly about slowing up your opponent enough so that you can basically leverage your your big gun, like your bigger guns, like the Kill San or your you know your 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 Kriegel, yeah. Eraser you, things like that. Yeah. Okay. So you've mentioned. Um... A couple of things. So you started with the helots, which obviously have their full burst in ARO. That's really good. Yeah. Um, do you usually go for one of the higher burst guns, or do you stick with the damage of the sniper? Or mm, I, I actually never use the sniper. Um, I when I start a list, it will start with three helots with light light rocket launchers. Light rocket launchers. Sure. So yeah. the template AROs. The template, yeah, is you know, it, it it's really easy in Infinity to. Mispl- misplace something, you know, move that link, and because you've got the, because you've got that safeguard of it being in marker state, yeah, um, you know, you can you can really hold off. You can wait for them to misplay, and in fact, if they move and discover you, and you know, you wait for that next order, you can you know, maybe target the, uh, like a, a passive member of that link, or right, wait absolutely. for them to move past they're going to catch and, something. That's... And that's more lost orders for them, right? You know, if they've got that fire team and they need to kind of split them out to stop the template hitting, then, you know, maybe that's a third order or a fourth order, something like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That so, I mean, that's, and for each, for each helot hell that you, that you, you factor into the army, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure. yeah, I, I, I usually find myself having to drop one of those light rocket launchers because I need the SWC back, uh, and then I'll put a, a, a shot marksman rifle in there. Sure. Um, and I'll, I'll never, I'll try to avoid having them looking at the, <clears throat> like, have basically, Full visibility to the deployment zone. I'll usually yeah. position position them so that they're covering uh, buttons in the midfield right, or fire right. lanes a bit closer in, so that you can leverage that that shorter range band. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But even if you're hitting if you're hitting on eights, you've got two dice. If you're going to catch like a, 
a peripheral, like um, uh, a Pelbot or you know, or a, like a misplaced light infantry that's sort of bunkered around the corner. I often find it's worth revealing, rolling two dice, and you know, mm-hmm. praying to the dice gods that they're going to be kind to you on that roll. Yeah, um, yeah, and and it's not awful odds, you know, because that template goes down as long as you hit, right? You don't as long need as you to hit, win that face to face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely. You know, I learned, I learned that lesson the very hard way playing against, um, I can't remember, maybe it was Graham, uh, playing at SmackDown one time, and this is when I was playing Eugene, and one of my monks ran forward, uh, and he fired a missile launcher, yeah. caught the monk, caught the Rushi, caught something else, I was like, well, that's my lesson that's learned. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. And so, I guess Helots bring that in a kind of very mini, very affordable package, and that's a good thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. They're also shock immune, which is easily overlooked, I know. Yeah, that's um, good. Yeah. But if they, you know, if they take that wound and then do drop, it's like, well, I've got a doctor. If I've got the doctor on the board, I will get them up because, you know, you don't have to spend an order on sending them up anymore. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and people can't ignore them. That's the, that's the, and I think that's the really grueling thing for a lot of opponents is that you can't just ignore that hell up. No, no, you can't disrespect them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Um, and I guess, like, uh, I should have mentioned it earlier, really, like a, a bit more of a passive thing about Spiral Core um, is that they're, they're not as like commonly played. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, you, you'll know this, and I'm sure a lot of people listening will know this. If you go, you know, if you turn up and you find out that you're facing a Nomads player, you kind of know what to expect from that. If you're playing a Pano player, you know that you're going to expect big guns and yeah, IBS. You know, right. People often don't really know a lot about Spiral Core. You know, they don't really know what they're packing in their toolbox. Um, and that, that can... That can yeah, you can really use that to your advantage. Yeah. Um, obviously, open information is open information, but I think you know it's harder to remember things that you're not aware of. Yeah, definitely. And like, someone might not be familiar with the full range of plays that you can make. Yeah. You know, if I'm if I'm playing against nomads, I could probably build their list before they deploy their models, right? <laughs> Depending yeah, on whether sure. it's a salamandra list or not. Um, <laughs> and that's actually a huge disadvantage to the Nomads player because I can probably predict what their first few orders are going to be, right? It's probably mm-hmm. something something screwing around with an Uberfall Commando, right? Yeah, but, um, <laughs> but if I play uh, if I if I play against a Spiral player, I have no idea. Like I don't know, um, and that that's a big deal, I think. Mm, yeah, I mean, it certainly goes like leans a lot into sort of the mind games aspect of Infinity. You know, is that Karen Marker actually a Karen Marker? Yeah. Um, uh, I don't, off the top of my head, I don't think there's much in the way of mind layer in Spiral Core. It's not certainly something that I've come across, but you know, it's something that I always quite enjoyed. Oh, there, actually, there is something with that. In fact, no, I'm lying. Of course, Drawl have mind layer. Uh, oh, sure, they do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and the Cassel, in fact, so, um, Assault Engineer, Assault Pioneer as mind layer. So you can really then leverage it. I guess it's changed a bit now in M4 because just because you're a camera marker doesn't mean you've got mimetism. So yes, sadly, that's true. Like, does that kind of market have mimetism? No, it doesn't. It's probably a hell of Sure, sure. Sure, that's true. Um, I'm still enjoying my Libertos, though, I've got to say. And oh. even though they're so obvious, right, because you've got the camo zero and the camo minus three next to each other, they're uh, still very good profiles. So I think mine layer is still great. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the Libertos is an amazing, amazing piece. You know, I can understand why they didn't put them in Spiral. I'm gutted that they didn't. <laughs> I'm always very jealous of when I, you know, I see that irregular camera marker moving around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're a great piece because they, they, they perform a, sim- like a similar role. Mm-hmm. They're a cheap, disposable, reactionary piece. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're not going to win a game with it, but you are going to 
make your opponent's life that much harder. Sure. Um, and that's that's half the battle in Infinity, I think. Yeah. It's not just about winning points, it's about stopping your opponent winning points. Yeah, right? absolutely. That's true. Mm. So in terms of strengths, we've talked about, you know, they've got some really good order efficiency, they've got some really good zoning, like kind of area defense stuff. Um, yeah. One of the other comments you made was that they can be quite a scalpel, like quite a specialist kind of force. Are there any yeah. kind of profiles in the faction that are really like hyper dedicated to a role, like maybe utility roles or anything like that, or not so much? I mean, I guess so. I mean, everything kind of has its place, right? Mm-hmm. So the the viral, the viral snipe drop, for example, yeah. you know, so it is. I use it predominantly as an ARO piece. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really good in the active turn if you put if you put smoke in the army too because right. smoke clicking one of the one of the classics of infinity one of the like best plays right um, so there are some things that are in fact everything is kind of very good at, at what it's meant to do I guess right. how how you apply things is often I think more important in infinity you know right. it's very much of not what you bring but how you how bring you it, apply it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so like the key is hand for example. Um, yeah, so the general strength of Spiral is that they've got access to three impersonators. Um, yes, they absolutely yeah, two, do. Two Kiatan and the Grey Pop, right? That can, that's basically a hundred, hundred points scoring in your opponent's half of the board. So missions like Frontline or Quadrant Control, you know, that's Four the problem. impersonators, actually. Four. With Janstar. Does he not count towards the AVA of Oh, Kiatan, he might do, so. sorry. Yeah. yeah, you know more than me. Yeah, it's shared. You're right. I just Shadow. had to look at Jan Star and thought made a mental note to talk about that profile. It's it's a, it's a solid one. I've got him. Yeah. I've got him on my painting desk yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, now that Pines has arrived, yeah, uh, yeah I, I was mainly quite excited about the prospect of having a hundred plus points of scoring units <laughs> in my opponent's board. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you're saying so the, three impersonators. Yeah. Yeah. So impersonators, obviously, great assassin pieces. You know, Absolutely. you look at the you look at Speculo, right? But also, you know, they they're another piece that forces your opponent to do something. They can't yes. leave that. 30-ish point model right. sat in their board half okay. waiting to you know waiting to spring on their moving pass or just scoring you know making my life that much easier in quadrant control of the front line you know yes. yeah. um, but similarly the key ten you don't have to deploy in marker state and then you can give it a symbiote mate and you've got a, you've got oh, a two wound to- total immunity uh, impersonator which can now re-impersonate now that they've changed that so they can go back into impersonation two state so when you do Use that, mate. You can then, you know, and you can really harry, harry a, an opponent. I had a, a great game against um, John Benford, one of the totally crit guys. Uh, he was playing O12, and basically the entire, for the entire game, the, the, his back left deployment zone was my Kiatan dealing with his Zeta, or his Zeta <laughs> trying to do Kiatan, and it was, it was great fun just seeing that play out whilst the rest of the game was going on. Um, but it's, they're just like great pieces that force your opponent to do something and yeah. kind of disrupts their, their strategy that they have in mind coming into the game. Sure. Uh, and if you can make your opponent focus on doing something, that gives you more breathing room to then go and do the mission yourself or just sort of get a foothold. Um, I don't know if you're a chess player, but like, there's, a, there's this concept of momentum, right? So you can kind of get the get the, the, the leading foot and then press that advantage. And it's, right. it's easier to push aggressively once you've got a bit more of a stable footing. That definitely uh, makes sense, yeah. So yeah. it feels like, Almost what you're saying here is that Spiral is very good at wasting time, right? Your opponent's absolutely. time. Yeah, 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 absolutely. They're, they're, they're a great speed bump or like order sync army. Yeah, you can spend a lot of time. It's not to say it always works. I've definitely had games where my headlock's been discover, discover killed or yeah. in one order, second one's gone down. And, you know, there's always plays like that. But 
you know, it, it means that their first five orders haven't been marching up the board, bringing that heavy infantry link and delivering the paint. So it's, it's, it's making them slow up a bit so that I've got time to sort of redeploy re- 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 to that or, or counter yeah, attack. Really it also means that they eventually run out of orders when they're kind of in the midfield and I'm able yeah. to leverage that 24 inch range band. Right, right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So you slow things down, make the, make the opponent's plays more order inefficient. And then hopefully mm-hmm. if they get caught out in the middle, that's when you can bring your, you know, zero to 24 inch guns to, to do the thing. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Um, so that's a lot about the strengths of Spiral. Let's talk about the downsides. You've already mentioned one in the kind of no big raw gunfighter pieces. Um, yeah. Type thing. Any other criticisms that you have? Yeah. I mean, I touched on it. Like the, the lack of specialist options is always, always a bit of a, a bit of a, like a um, bit of a downside to an army, I guess. Um, and Eclipsos Forward Observer is probably your most active specialist draw or specialist operatives, which is great for button pushing, but not so great for classifieds. Of course, um, yeah. Yeah, you've got the Kumatail, uh, who's a who's a dock engineer. Um, I, I don't often use doctors or engineers. Um, it just feels a bit weird spending orders on, on getting pieces back up when I could be doing things, but. Now that some of the some of the missions have changed, where I mean, highly as a classified deck is so much more prevalent in M4 now. You know, you have a front line which is what four classifieds, four, I think. Four, yeah. yeah. So having that having that range of specialist options is is, is really important. Um, the only real hacker, in my opinion, is Alis Kisan, uh, who is probably like the best, for want of a better term, profile in the list. Um, she's such an amazing toolbox. Um, you know, D charges, sensor. Um, she's a character, so she counts as a veteran for those right. for those kinds of. Things. She's obviously she's a killer hacker, uh, and she's a wild card as well. So she, you can put her in units uh, in triads with like the key sound heavy infantry, obviously vulnerable to hackers. Um, and because the kill sound and the droll both have stealth, you know, if that hacker wants to target that triad, they have to target the killer hacker. Right, that's uh, really smart. Yeah, um, and she's got regen as well. So you're like, well, she went down, but she, is she going to get back up again? Let's find out. Sure, so that, um, that's pretty good. Like, so I can see that, you know, whilst she might be, or the, this profile might be quite expensive, it's a real toolbox, isn't it? And it can do a lot of classifieds. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think maybe seven or eight classifieds she can do. That's really good. Uh, it's amazing for one piece, you know, yeah. particularly when she's then in a unit with in a, a triad with. Kilsan, uh, who's heavy infantry, so can do follow up, um, and and has high fizz, so can do um, the uh, the Kazi back one. I forget yeah. the name of. So yeah. that, that gives you a triad that can basically do you know ten or eleven classifiers just off the bat. Sure. Okay. So what we're saying here is that in terms of specialists, your options are quite limited. Um, yeah. There are yeah. some good choices, but not too many. Yeah, and you don't, you know, whereas you look at somewhere like uh, someone like Nomads who often have the points or the options to have two camo hackers or hacker infiltrators or um, infiltrating specialists, you know, in Spiral you only really have the points and slots available for one. That's going right. to be Eclipse. So if that goes down, you know, that and they're flimsy, you know, they've got, they've got ODD, MIM-6. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a chain rifle can really ruin your day there. Oh, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And when that happens, all of a sudden you're like, well, that was my only forward observer in the army. In fact, I think that is the only forward observer in the army. Um, yeah, just the clips. That's really interesting. And I yeah. can see, you know, 
Ford Observer, one on the Clipsos, Doctor, I can see two, that's just a brawler, and the Kumatel Engineer, mm-hmm. four, Monstrucker, brawler, Kumatel. So you're exactly this, there's not a huge selection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, and the, the engineering one's a funny one, because unless you, you're going down the, the Anaconda route, um, and I'd love, I'd love to include the Anaconda, but I just can't find, I just can't justify it. Um, your only options for structure are, are the Reeks or the Cowry Sentinels. Yes. So it's not like you can have a TR bot that's probably going to go down at some point so you can get that easy test run, you know. Um, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. There is one other semi-specialist option in, in the form of the Ferro Booster, which is a, a weapon that the, the Krieger agent gets. It's quite unique. It's, uh, it's like a ranged comms attack. Mm-hmm. Um, which is two, but it's got burst mode, which is like burst three, damage fourteen, or single shot, damage sixteen, um, and it targets the um, basically inflicts target on your uh, on the on the target. Right. Um, so for that, you can do forward observer special um, classifieds with that. Oh, interesting. So Arranged there, um, and also a thing that I, I found out recently talking to talking to the legendary JB because um, it's a comms attack, mm-hmm. it ignores cover. That's true. So. So you, you know you're you're going off your whip, which is higher than your ballistic skill. You don't get the link bonus, but you know you're you're then ignoring their cover range. So that's that's, uh, that's, that's an interesting thing that I've got some cogs wearing in the old brain box. <laughs> that's cool. Um, I know we're on the downside section, but uh, we are kind of on the topic of ferro booster and ferro wear and stuff. Now, this is uh, quite an yeah. odd rule because it's really quite unique to, to yeah. Spiral, isn't it? Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, like the ferro booster itself is, yeah, that's pretty, pretty unique as a weapon. I guess it's, it's, it's akin to like the Ford Observer attack, though, right? Right. Um, but yeah, ferro wear is, yeah, I guess it's like organic hacking, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's the Toho's answer to, hey, you know, smell my finger and a weird thing happens. Um, there are a couple of, I mean, the couple that appear in Spiral Core, at least, most notably, are Mirable uh, and a Razor. Right. Uh, Mirable that I've not really used that much. I haven't used an M4 at all now because I've changed the way the Mirable works. It's no longer a white noise zone. It's a, um, eclipse zone. Okay. So you, so a common play would have been, um, putting the Kriegel, the Droll and the Tricor and the Triad together. Um, you drop a, what was a white noise zone and then you, um, Droll through it, uh, anything which is a bit MSV. You know, right. so you can't do that anymore. No. Okay. Uh, but it does mean, it does mean that you can, you know, really lock down areas of the board and push things into position right. to get on, you know, oh. setting up for the defensive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other one is a razor, which is amazing. Yes, um, I am so familiar with a razor. I am. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really good. You know, the Kriegel gets it. Um, you get it with uh, Symbio bombs. Symbio bombs, yeah. Um, and most amazingly, the the Toha delegate now gets it as well. Mm-hmm. There's, no point increase, but now we've got a really good um, backline defense. <laughs> so it's really good in missions like rescue, yeah. where you're sort of trying to run up and do a thing right by you. And you're like, well, you may have you know, evacuated that civilian, but you're now isolated. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it, it's like burst to double action isolation, something like that? Something I think in active it's burst to, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's another one that I kind of I, I use. I let my opponents spend orders on doing that. Sure. Um, it is, you know, the the... Delegate is in a regular order, so it's not too much of a burden to do it inactive. Absolutely. But yeah, that's, that's two double action. Yeah, um, it's good. But you're right, particularly as an ARO. I mean, it's a jammer, isn't it, really? Mm-hmm. Um, probably slightly higher damage than a jammer, I think, actually. Yeah. And double action, of course. Yeah. How can we we'll forget? Double um, yeah, it's, it's, it's AC. There's, oh, there's... No, it's 
end game is what uh, the Tachyol gets, which is the other really good Ferroware, which is uh, AP damage that team BTS. Uh, but, but we don't get that option, unfortunately. Sure. And so, um, in terms of criticisms, we've talked now about the uh, limited specialist roster, the lack of big guns. Anything else comes to you, or is that about it? As far as you're I mean, concerned, they don't really have they don't really have an like a uh, an airdrop game. They can't do the okay. coming behind. They've got the QBAG parachutist, and that's something that I really should give a go with because there's there's something nice about walking a model on again yes. a regular with a boarding shotgun and, and, and taking out that thing that's on the flank. Um, but you don't get any of these like sterling units like Tiger Soldiers or right. Um, right. Crusaders, things like that. Um, so it's... With the exception of the Glypsos, what you put on the board is what you bring into the game. Okay. Um, so it's all, kind of, it's all kind of out there. Right. And there's not too much in the way of shenanigans. You might have a whole bunch of markers on the board, but you can probably guess what they're going to be. Sure. Would you say that um, spiral can sometimes lack mobility, or would you not agree with that statement? No, I, I mean, I guess they have a lot of very fast units. You know, the kill sound and the droll, they're both 6 2 um, in heavy infantry form. Um, obviously, we now get options to use motorized bounty hunters, which That's are amazing, yeah. <laughs> particularly on the missions where they're free. Um, but yeah, typically. It's a semi-fair statement to say, you know, anything that's in your deployment zone is going to, you know, have a bit of a slog getting up the field if it needs to. But you've got so many things that can start in your opponent's board half that's without true. a roll. Yeah. You know, that you, you can kind of you can put a threat there immediately. It's just if you don't support that threat well enough, it get taken out, and you know, then you've just lost a piece for for no real win. Sure. So it's quite a nice layered force because you're going to have a couple of impersonators that start up the board and then you're going to have some stuff in your deployment zone as well. So you can, you know, do, uh, I guess, different halves of the, of mm-hmm. the army. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. And then, so final question, what do you think is really missing from Spiral? If you find yourself like wishing for one thing, what would you, what do you take? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, more specialists. More <laughs> I think that's the one. That's the one. Sure. It's like more specialists that that have another role, I guess, or, or slot into things. Right. Um, I, I think like there's no, not necessarily like one thing missing from Spiral Core that would like make it incredible. Because I actually really, I really rate them as an army. I know they they get quite a lot of flack on the internet. Mm. They, like people really rate them quite lowly. But you know, I, I've I've never found myself thinking, God, if I just had that that type of thing, like it would have gone differently. Um the times where they've the times where they've like they've not performed for me or the times where I've got overzealous or I've got a bit too greedy with with some kills or, you know, not thought about what's you know, what's gonna happen if I push too far up, you know, that sort of thing. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well it seems like you're reasonably happy with Spiral then. I I, I really yeah. like them man. Yeah. yeah, I really I really like them. I had it like ITS eleven, yeah, the last the last tournament season that um, tournament season that we had, um, I had a, a pretty pretty solid season with them. I think um, I drew I drew one game and then I won all of my others in, uh, tournaments with them. So like they've always done very well for me. Nice, um, yeah, no, they sound like a really solid force that you've got a lot of practice with now. So. Yeah. How about we have a quick chat about one of your favourite lists? What have you been playing recently? Okay, well, um, 
Let me just pop open on this and have a look. So something that I do find with Spiracle, and this is probably because I've been playing with them competitively, and that makes a difference because it limits, doesn't limit what you have in your list, but because you can only bring two lists to a three-game tournament, you yeah. kind of have to find out what's, you know, what's going to be the most efficient way of doing that. Um, so if I just scroll past all of the White Banner armies that I've been making recently, um, let's have a look. Yeah, okay. So this is a pretty, this is a pretty good one for, uh, particularly for countermeasures, which is a mission that I really rate. Um, but again, I know it gets a bit of, it gets a bit of flack and there's some mixed, mixed opinions on it out in the wider world, but it's generally a list that I think I could bring to, to most games and do okay with. Um, so it starts off with, um, a, a Tagma sniper, um, and two Chaxa, right? Obviously, um, they sit there basically in the back corner with the best fire lanes that I've got from my side of the board, um, and try and cover buttons okay. or cover, cover that long fire lane. <laughs> um, then I guess in, in terms of active turn pieces, uh, I've got a triad which is made up of the Killsan fire team option with Red Fury Panzerfaust. Right, that's the big, um, the big heavy infantry one, that's right? The big, yeah, big heavy infantry S five, S five, like Rage Beast thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's 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 in a team with uh, a draw the draw fire team option, so the submachine gun, pulsar, decharges, and shock mines. Okay. Um, and then while wild carding in with that is Aedas Q-San um, with K1 combi. Um, again, K1 combi, flash pulse, decharges, um, sensor, all the all the good stuff. Um, and that that triad basically tries to do as much as much damage as possible. Right. Um, rocking around. Uh, I think got Kumatail uh, with servant, so the, the Doctor Engineer. Sure. Um, so that. Again, yeah, it's a pretty standard role. Does does classifieds keeps things active, um, keeps things things present. And I'll normally deploy Kumatail basically within move and doctor range of the of the Tagma sniper. Right. Okay, so it's for the sniper quite a lot of the time. That's right. Yeah, and then the, the servant will sit near enough to get to the triad quickly. Right. Um, to get yeah to get mainly the draw back up. But you know. Yeah. I'll come on to this. The kill sound and the draw are ridiculously survivable. You know, yeah. it's two wounds, one of them's ODD, the other one's armor four. They've yeah. both got a simple mate, you know. Um, so yeah, that's a, a support piece there. Um, there's then Eclipse us forward observer, uh, which will sit by a button or go and do forward observery things, yeah. uh, or be a bit, bit of a menace. Um, I think it's often easy to overlook how useful it is, you know, spending a couple of orders Pooping out a couple of mines in the midfield, oh, yeah, absolutely, you know, um, and then re re uh, camouflaging. Um, there's then the Corail Perceptor, uh, Preceptor with Third Beast. Oh, um, interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah. So again, I think this is another unit that people don't don't rate, but it's ultimately it's a two wound smoke thrower, um, and it's got uh, obviously the Third Beast is is fantastically fast, really good in close combat, has got a large template, so. I tend to not be too aggressive with that, but if anything gets too close to my deployment zone or if anything walks on from the side or, or, or behind me, it can re- respond quickly to that. Okay, cool. So it's like a rapid response, like counter kind of unit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, and, you know, they've got quite a, quite a large coverage, you know, because they, they can be eight inches apart. So you can have the smoke, you know, dedicated to being near the, um, near the MSV trooper. The Serta Beast then being somewhere else, you know, where you might have a bit of a weak spot in your defense. Um, and because of the two wounds on the, on the Corail, you can, you can sacrifice throwing smoke to not be contested. So it just covers your sniper. Ah, uh, that's really smart. Right. 
yeah. so the smoke goes down, you know, it's going to be on a 15, 14. Something reasonable. Before. Yeah. Yeah, it's reasonable. You've got a good chance of it going down. Um, and, you know, you're armor four in cover, so you're going to shrug off a couple of hits. You might go down. Uh, you know, it happens. Um, but you've got a doctor nearby to get you back up. That's anyway. true. Yeah. Um, and, you know, submachine gun, enough to be sniffed out there. Um, and then finally a grief op in the main, in the main group there. So the grief op impersonator surprise attack. Um, it's, it's having an MSV one, obviously useful for, um, classifieds now. It's also a good hunting piece. So if they've got midfield units, you know, you've got, um, Key sound is pushing up with sensor anyway, so you can sense sweep uh, and then go deal with anything uh, with your. You know, it's, it's only a combo rifle, but you've also got a breaker, right, uh, breaker pistol uh, plus one burst. Sure. So uh, dual world, you can John Woo those breaker pistols and, yeah. and get burst through. That's really cool. yeah. And of course, with impersonation, you can use your maneuverability to get around behind stuff and things. So yeah, exactly, yeah. Cool. You, yeah, you can you can walk quite comfortably past those mines. You don't have to worry about being spec fired right. or intruding yeah, things that's like that. Really Okay. Um, so, so that's the that's, that's the first group, and then the yeah. second group. This is a bit unusual actually because I don't have a war corps or the delegates in here. I might have to rewrite this list. But <laughs> this, the second list is three helots with submachine guns and light rocket launchers um, because they're, they're amazing, uh, and then the Keltar chain of command with um, two symbiote mates. Makes sense. Um, yeah. And I'll, I'll typically, you know, the first thing I'll do if I'm going if I'm going first, the first thing I'll do is use those irregular orders. Um, to move them into position. So I'll move them up a little bit so that they're in that, um, that 24 inch range band. And even if, you know, if someone decides to discover rather than delay, usually just keep moving them. Yeah. I don't mind because you don't lose mimetism and you don't have mimetism to lose, right? Makes sense. So if it, it, like the the trade off of being in your sweet spot is, is worth it in my opinion. Um, yeah. yeah. So you can um, get a bit more active as well, like pushing them forwards and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then the, Kel the Keltar gives a regular order to that group as well. So you, if you want to then push them further, you can do a coordinated order and, and, and get them all forward at once. Nice. That's cool. So yeah, that's a, that's a 300 points, 5.5 SWC after this. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I bring, to, bring to basically any mission um, would be able to feel like I could at least play it, yeah, um, nice. particularly to classified space mission. Sure, and so you've got a lot of different specialists in there. You've got um, a lot of utility um, with you know, your counterpunch potential and your smoke and all kinds of other things. Um, yeah. yeah, that sounds like a really, really good list. Does that typify, like, how you normally play Spiral, or are there a couple of odd choices in there? I mean, so the, the, the Grafe and the Corail don't always make it in. They're, 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 they're kind of outliers, I think. Um, typically, my lists will, will be either two triads and then four solo pieces like this one. Right. Um, or three triads and a single solo piece. Um, and I think, I think it's this list. Yeah, so this list has got three triads again. Um, and it's the Tagma, Shaxus, like the triad. Yeah. Kilsan, Droll FTO, and the Kaui Paramedic. Yeah. Does a similar bell, keeps it alive. Uh, the Droll AP Marks and Rifle, the Tagma Tricor, and the Kriegel Smoke Grenade Launcher. With Mirabal and, and Ferro and Razor, uh, and then a Grief Op again. That's two nine nine and success WC. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of like a a bit of a harder hitting. Yes. Um, this, you know, you've got that AP Marksman rifle with yeah. ballistic skill fifteen. You know, um, because of the tricor. Um, 
So yeah, that, that, that's the kind of like the, the other side of it. I've got a couple of other lists, I guess, that are similar, like similar to that. Um, I might be running them at a tournament that's coming up though. Sure, <laughs> so, fair enough. Keep those to uh, yourself if you want to. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, because you can have two kill sound in a you know list. You can have two kill sound and um, a list key sound. <laughs> yeah, not at all confusing there. Not confusing. Uh, triad. I have and, actually played against that list, by the way. Uh, the the two to three kill sound. Um, it was very annoying. Um, yeah, they're so so horrible, particularly with the changes to Symbiomate. Arguably, they they nerfed for want of a better term symbiomates balance i think is a bit more of an active bit more accurate word for them uh, with the changes but you know when you've got when you're armor 12 in cover and you're ignoring special ammo ammo you know you, you really can afford to run that gun out oh yeah you know, you're yeah. gonna lose the firefight um to bait things you know i often think i think infinity you have to be prepared for some some pretty you not know, Predictable, but like powerful, powerful setups. Right, yeah. the Kamau Snipe is a great example. Um, the um, not Sin Eater. What's the one that Tingus could get? The Grenzer. Uh, Grenzer, the, the Grenzer Sniper Link. You know these things that are really they're a real pain in the ass to deal yeah. with um, because you're not going to beat them in a straight fight. Um, you don't get any surprise attack. You can't necessarily just like walk past them or whatever. Absolutely. But you can use your Clipsos uh, or even your Kiatan to go pop a, a Shock Mine or an EM Mine next to them. And then use your very survivable, you know, symbiomated up um, kill sand to bait a reaction out of it. That makes you know? sense. Yeah. And if they choose, if they choose to dodge, you're like wicked. I'm going to try two dice with my Panzerfaust because if this hits, you're going to you're going to you're going to fail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's there's the the, the dual kill sand is something that I've only recently started trying. It's yeah. it, it was I think less effective or less viable in N3, but um, some of the changes they've made with M4 and the, and the, the rework uh, has made it definitely a very, very powerful setup, particularly for missions like Frostbite, um, which I'm really glad to see Frostbite's back. It was a great mission. I love um, it, yeah. But, you know, heavy infantry is something that Spiral don't do well. There's like, there's Nima Satar and then there's the Kill Sand. I think yeah. that's the, your options, right? Um, and, in fact, the Kill Sand stopped becoming heavy infantry when they, uh, when they, when they transmute. Oh, <laughs> But, yeah, they 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 drop down to um, light infantry, so you've got to be really careful about them dying in the uh, sure, in the, that's, that's the, the cold. So um, that that kill sand with the symbiomate. I mean, is it essentially four wounds, like basically? I guess you know or it more, is. I suppose. It's, yeah, I guess it's like it, it's it's at least three wounds, yeah. uh, and you can shrug off. The first whatever it is, right. you know, you can take a Panzerfaust to the face, and you'd be like, at worst, I lose a wound, you know. Sure. Um, there's, oh, I guess the the one exception is T two. Um, T two, I think the bane of every player, uh, because if you fail that wound, uh, no, in fact, because you've got total immunity on that first you've hit, you only eyes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. nice. Couple that with the fact that I, I can't remember where I was playing. Uh, might have been a casual game against my buddy Rob, yeah. And I was running the, the dual kill sound list, and he had a blessing. He had a really hard time with it, but because I've got meta chemistry as well, the first one rolled naturally rolled total immunity. Oh no! 
which I, I felt very bad. I felt very bad. Um, I've just clocked the metachemistry. Yeah, that's awful. Uh, that's yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the first one rolled Dogged and Total Immunity, and the other one rolled Plus 3 Fizz and Regeneration. So all of a sudden you've got a Fizz 17 regenerating once you're like, I've lost a wound, end of the turn. I've got a wound back. You know, it's, it's... That's horrible. They're really rude. They're really rude. And they're, they're great in close combat. They've got a horrible like berserk range particularly if you roll that plus you know and the new season that's like nine four so it's a 13 inch berserk range when you cc lots and fizz lots and all the weapons yeah no absolutely i mean i've been playing krakos a lot and i can respect that that uh that yeah it's really cool that's a great profile to to test out and yeah the it's it's funny because that kill sound another unit that doesn't get a lot of love you know uh, I was playing, I was at a tournament in Cardiff a couple of weeks back and, um, the, the third round was against, uh, this, this chap, Luke Tanko, awesome guy. Um, and his, one of his buddies plays Spiral Core and he was like, Oh, you're running the kill sound. Like, I never see that get played. Apparently it's, it's rubbish. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> Oh, I disagree. You know, it's, uh, yeah, really star piece. I mean, I think there are a lot of really good pieces in, in Spiral yeah, Core. Sure. Seems uh, lots of standout units, um, but the kill sound is definitely one of my top picks. Cool. All right. Well, just to finish off this kind of list section, what profiles have you not taken? Like, what would you like to start messing around with that you haven't done yet? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there are a few. Um, I've got like I've only recently started playing Spiral Core again. I had a bit of a bit of a hobby lull over lockdown. Um, I think I never quite realised just how much playing games was a bit of a driver for me yeah. engaging with Infinity. Um, and coming back to it, I was actually really excited about White Banner, so I started painting and playing those. Um, and then ITS 13 started up. It's like, oh, let's go with Spiral Core. Let's go with something I know. Um, and yeah, looking at it, there are, there are a bunch of profiles that I've actually just never run. Um, that should probably go to. Um, so the Cube Jaeger is one. Uh, we touched on it earlier. You know, Parachutist is, is and has always been great. Um, and it's a bit of a glass cannon, but it's not that expensive. And I think if you, you know, if you're playing a mission where you want to move up the board, it's only a matter of time before your opponent moves up the board to that point where you're like, wicked, I'm going to come on with this, with this stealth parachutist and I'm going to boarding shotgun you in the back. Nice. You know, yeah. um, particularly with the template modes that you get on, on shotguns now. Yeah. It's very uh, nice. That's what, yeah. And it, you know, it feels a, it feels a, it almost fills a hole in the list in, in, in that form of uh, airdrop, you know. Um, so yeah, that's one. Uh, Le Mouet, uh, oh, I guess. Mouet. Yeah. Yeah. Mue, is that how you say his name? I'm not sure. Um, I think, you know, this is a profile that I'd actually, I'd run a couple of times when playing Yu Jing and always really enjoyed. Um, I think it, I just kind of struggle for particularly SWC in yeah. Spiral Core. They're, they're quite SWC hungry. Um, but particularly the MSV1 profile. Sure. Um, now with the, with forward deployment. Mimitism minus six. Yeah. He's got symbiote armor, so you can give him a mate. You know, he's a he's a great like, midfield hunting piece. He's yeah, like, oh, you've got, you've got, you know, hey Ariadne, you've got a whole bunch of camo midfield, have you? Well, let's do something about that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's BS thirteen with a um, burst three breaker pistols. Yeah. He's no chump in close combat. Natural born warrior and uh, shock CCW. You know, and, and in fact, plus one damage, so he's fist thirteen naturally. Um, sure. You could so, probably yeah, uh, use the breaker pistols in close combat as well, right? Get burst two. That's true, yeah. Does that? Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, it works. It does stuff with that, eh? Hey? Oh, yeah, that's, that's Zuleika does that's, it. That's awesome. Does um, does the damage stack? 
so does he get plus one attack to a CC attack? Because uh, yeah, because it's a CC attack. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Wow, wicked. Well, there we are. Even more of a reason for me to give Armand a run. Yeah, uh, that's cool. I really like that, and I I like that synergy that you mentioned. Obviously, in in Spiral with the symbiomates, you can make yeah. him even more disgusting. So why not? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I've I've um, seen him in Hack Islam list without a symbiomate, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely uh, grounds for investigation there. Yeah, that's um, cool. Uh, yeah, the Monstruckers as well. Another profile that I keep looking at and think, yeah, they're they're really good, mm-hmm. but when you don't have when you don't have structure in the army, <laughs> it's, sure. a bit, it's a bit of a do, do I really want to put an irregular order in there when I haven't really got something to get back up? Mm. Um, but climbing plus EM grenades. Yeah, that you know, seems so relevant, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, EM grenades and or drop bears. You know, that's that's quite nice. You know, the the adhesive launcher and or acrylite cannon they're great, but you're only BS eleven. You know, you can't link it. But I think you know if it's uh, if I was having a, a casual game that I wanted to really play around with, I'd, I'd, I'd give them a go. Uh, and it's a similar story for the long arms, um, yeah. which you know I. When we, when we think about like the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? I don't think there's much bad per se in Spiral, but the Chaks of Long Arms come close. They got improved, they got a bump, yeah. Um, but they just feel so expensive for what you get. Um, but I don't know. At some point, I should probably run a Harris at them. It's not a triad, so you can't try call them, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the I think the combi rifle poles are EM grenades. The Mark 12 Pulsar AP mines, and then Alice Keysan, this is like a delivery unit for them, um, could be really interesting. Particularly with like their plus one damage on those EM grenades. Yeah, that's true. Damage 16, Mark 12, you know, the Fizz 12. Thing is, like, they're, they're not very survivable at long range. Yeah, that's uh, the problem. I, I kind of resent those profiles, to be honest with you, that like pay for armor three but only have one wound. Personally, like, that's yeah. something that I'm a bit. I mean, like this is another really weird thing about them. So they've got bioimmunity, but they've got BTS zero. Right. So it only works for what, like viral or stuff that hits BTS. That's the only reason you'd ever. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, well, well, okay, that's 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 odd. Yeah. (laughs) It's a really odd choice, but interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Anything else that you just want to shout out that you haven't run, or is is that about it? I mean, like I've been, I've been playing Spiral a while now, so there's um, I've, I've tried most units. They're, I think they're the ones that stand out as the ones that I haven't tried. There are a couple of units that I've run that I don't think I'd run again. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, there's some. some I guess they, you know, that would, for one of a better term, bad units. But yeah, that's just, that, I think that's just my play style more than anything else. Yeah. And that's perfectly reasonable. You know, we don't get on with everything. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, any any final thoughts on uh, Spiral Core? Anything that you'd just like to add before we start finishing up? Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. On Spiral Core in particular, I think there's a, there's a whole bunch of, like, missed opportunities with things like, particularly the Brawlers. I think they're, they're I can understand why they were added as a, a mercenary unit, and I know that they're, they're pretty good in some of the other armies. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Spiral Core, like that high SWC cost, there's no HMG in there. You can't. You don't synergize well with the rest of the army. Yeah. Um, they just feel a bit misplaced. Yes. Uh, so like they're, they're something that I probably wouldn't use. Similarly, like the Reeks. I really wish we, uh, Reeks just had um, had wild card, so that you could use them as kind of 
glue for things or things could wildcard with them so you could have a Reeks holding two other units together. I thought yeah. that'd be a bit of a interesting play. Um, and yeah, I guess, I mean, beyond Spiral Core, uh, I'm really excited about ITS 13. It's yeah. so nice to see the teams back up and running again. You know, yes. I'm really looking forward to getting out and playing games. We've got the, um, the Ascot tournament. I've forgotten the name of right now or something. Warfare anyway, something, I think. Warfare, that's the one thing. Um, they've got that in a couple of weeks time, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, it's nice to see like familiar faces again and, and, and get playing. It absolutely um, is, yeah. No. Uh, hope, and hopefully we'll see like uh, Interplanetario coming coming back and that like, the international scene happening because uh, you know, the, the the time that I went to Interplanetario was loads of fun. Uh, the the and I've been to Finland for a couple of tournaments. It's, it's really nice because the, I think the nice thing about Infinity, uh, the community is probably like the best group of nerds I've ever had the privilege of being a, of you know. Um, yeah, so that and, and M4, I think M4 is really great. I'm really yeah. impressed with um, And I generally think Infinity is in a really good place right now. Um, so really excited for the things to come and, and, and yeah, all the exciting new models and units and, and fun we're going to have with it. Yeah, looking forward to it. What a, what a glowing review. Um, nice. And a nice way to end the episode. So thanks very much for speaking to me today Andy and thanks listeners for listening to this uh, this episode about Spiral and we will see you next time bye thanks so much bye